0: Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. You can also email us, lockedonrays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays win their fifth straight ball game in impressive fashion, 13-6 to mm-hmm. six dub over the lowly Baltimore Orioles as this one got out of hand quick thanks to the long ball. We called for it. Hey, everybody calling for uh, firing Chad Matola. Looks like the Rays' bats woke up. I said it. Look, the doubles will eventually translate into bombs, and we saw that a little bit.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm so happy we had that episode yesterday because we saw, we saw this coming. Yeah. Again, we saw the doubles, and, and, and I, I pointed out the frustration that comes with being the first in strikeouts and yet not getting the, the, the benefit of, of, of that approach, which is the long ball. Well, the Rays had five long balls, including two from Zunino. Meadows went yard, Choi went bomb, Phillips got it started with a three run bomb. So the the home runs hopefully are going to come. That was my biggest frustration about this offense is you can't have all of the strikeouts piling up and then none of the the home runs. But we saw that yesterday. It was a, a very powerful offense. Again, it is the Orioles. So yes. it's not, you know, you didn't do this to the Yankees or, or, or whoever else you want to match up against. But a win is a win ultimately, and you need to rack up those AL East wins. Right now, the Rays are going to have an easier
0: schedule. So this is exactly what the Rays need to do. Which home run, which of the five was most impressive to you? Was it Zanino's first or second? Was it Meadows? Was it Phillips? Or was it Choi? Which one was like, okay, that one, I, I can dig that one. You know what? If
1: you look at all of them, they're all impressive in their own nature. Right. Um, to 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 start the game, Phillips with a three-run bomb, I think that gives you, you know, the yeah. the energy that you need. Like, okay, we're on the board already. We're going to score at least three runs today, and it's only the second inning. Like, that's a great uh, thing. But if you look at the way that Mike Zunino tomahawked that second bomb of his that that ball was on his chest and he just whipped that 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 baseball out it was impressive again to his left side you could say the first one was even more impressive because he went to center oh who also went to center G-Man Choi on his second game back they're all impressive but I think I would have to highlight the way that Mike Zunino tomahawked right that second home run that was that was a that was
0: that was nice that was beautiful Also, I mean, Meadows' very top of the zone 2-2 count was pretty special as well. But I will actually go with Brett Phillips because, again, we know about Zanino's power. We know about yes. Meadows' power. We know Troy has a little bit of pop. But we're starting to see a little bit of power from Brett Phillips. I mean, it was, what, a couple of weeks ago. I think he really shocked me the most when he hit that Home run to left center at the mm-hmm. drop. I was like, I did not know he had that in him. And then he does it yesterday with basically a 400 foot shot, which technically I guess left the ballpark because it bounced a couple of times yeah. and the gate was open <laughs> or whatnot. I got to be honest. Uh, well, you know, it's funny because Brett Phillips actually, throughout the minor leagues, did show a little bit of power. Like he could put together 15, 17 home runs in 100 games or so. But it just really, I don't know if he got the the playing timer opportunities to really see that translate, but you don't think of him as having that kind of pop. And I got to be honest, I I know that KK is about to come back relatively soon, but I mean, the the, the Rays are on a roll with Brett Phillips in the lineup every day. I'm just saying it it does have that feel of like, Oh, we're having such a great time. We're on such a roll without Kevin Kiermaier. Now we're going to have this uh, self-involved overpaid guy come back. Like, I don't know. I just have a little bit of, Weird feelings about that. Also, his uh, his eyebrows are definitely fake. I saw him in the dugout. He, he's got those things painted on black. It's like he took a sharpie and colored those things. What are you doing, <laughs> did, Bud?
1: Did uh did you ever have in high school that that class where? The the teacher was okay, but then he had to like go away for like a month or two months. And then you got a substitute teacher and then you actually got a rapport going with the substitute teacher. And then it was a fun class. You really enjoyed it. And then there was a deadline of like, oh, your teacher's coming back. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, but the substitute was so cool. I had that for American history. The guy was so awesome. He made you learn. This is kind of like the Brett Phillips situation. You were having fun with Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips is giving you comeback wins. Brett Phillips is giving you dynamic, uh, you know, uh, base running uh, skills. He's giving you good catches. I mean, he's giving you the clubhouse feel. And and we we set this as soon as KK went into the I.L. He's hitting for better average. And he has a higher OPS. That hasn't stopped. Actually, it has increased since KK has gone on the IL and Brett Phillips has gotten more regular at bats. I think in the last 15 to 20 games, he actually is hitting a a 280 clip. Brett Phillips is hitting at a 280 clip. This is great news to to, to have this kind of guy. We're going to get KK back and and it's going to be okay. But... Uh, I think a lot of people are really enjoying Brett Phillips's uh, work out there, and that's yeah. okay. He's just more depth, uh, but the the regular at bats have really helped him out.
0: And again, maybe this is this isn't really a conversation for today, but maybe Brett Phillips' play and show maybe has given the Rays confidence that if we feel like we have to unload mm-hmm. KK and and save some salary and maybe make a change here and there or get some other return because the Rays have some other guys in the minor leagues that can play outfield and move around a little bit. That may be an option from there. But yeah, this thing was over pretty quickly. I know the the Orioles kind of try to make a comeback after – Uh, Patino I know there was a big layoff in between innings and he just really wasn't totally himself three ball counts the command wasn't totally there Uh, I mean it does suck in a sense that the Rays had to use six pitchers and Cody Reed gets hurt again but um, we kind of saw it pretty early on like the the types of swings even foul tips foul balls that and uh, Zanino and so many others were putting on Harvey's breaking ball like he wasn't fooling Anybody, it didn't matter where a changeup, a slider, a curveball was thrown inside or outside the zone. Like they were either watching it come in, or they were putting back to ball. And like I'm going to stay alive and, and wait for my pitch, and that's what happened. Funnily
1: enough, the the best time that you could you saw Harvey in the first inning was against Rosarena. You know, he actually got him to swing under um, above a, a couple pitches, a couple sliders or changeups. I don't remember, uh, yeah. but yeah, he. It, I was like, okay. I don't want Harvey to be the Dark Knight tonight, but right. it, it wasn't to be, and, and, and the Rays got him to uh, pretty quickly. It's a shame about Patino, but you know what? In a game like yesterday's where you score 13 runs, this is exactly the type of, of you know, of that outing that should be okay for Patino. Okay. Right. It, it sucks three and a third, and you let in four runs. Not, not great, but, but, like, your team picked you up. And not only your offense, who have been dominating on the road, the Rays have been eleven and three on the road this year. They have a 44-15 run differential in this five-game winning streak. So it, the 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 offense picked him up, but the pitching did too. I mean, Cota Reed, it sucks that 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 he got hurt, but Ketttridge came in through Thompson threw the ball well. Colin McHugh with a couple scoreless. I mean, the whole team kind of picked Patino
0: up, and 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 that's great to see. Look, I think the Rays were, they had the idea of, let's get out to like an 8-0 lead after the second inning so people can watch the lightning game in NBA playoffs. That was their (laughs) ideation. In the clubhouse. That's what they were trying to do. Yes. They were watching it uh, in the clubhouse. (laughs) Look, I think, again, this is a game that it should go down maybe in the future, maybe a decade from now, that this would be a mercy-ruled game. That this would, okay, we're going to end it after seven or six or whatever it may be. In fact, if I'm the umpire, if I'm the home plate umpire, I'm getting to the point where like, you're up by a, a touchdown, you know, seven, eight runs, six runs. I'm just calling everything a strike ball in the dirt. I'm going to call it a strike ball your head. I'm going to call it a strike. Let's get this game moving along. I mean, his zone was all over the place, but like when you get into the, that late of innings and there's still some inconsistency there, it's like, everything's a strike. We're, 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 I, I want to go home here. Let's go.
1: Everybody does. Even the people that are home watching want to go to sleep. So, you know, let's get this going. But yeah, that umpire was horrible. Look, I I just don't understand, Kevin. I know they're unionized and all that. But how can we have a job that it literally is calling the balls and strikes? It's determining the pace of the game. It's determining the outcome of the game most of the time, most of the time. Um, And they have no repercussions for for, for for their bad acts, for their bad calls, for performing the, their job not at an optimal pace. I just cannot understand that for the life of me, how they haven't gotten demerits or, <laughs> you know, a fine, right. or you know what, you don't get a playoff, uh, you know, game. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous how these zones, these strike zones are just nowhere near. Need- I mean, look, Matt Harvey didn't have it yesterday, but if anybody... If race fans are, are, are true to themselves and true to the game of baseball, they know Matt Harvey was completely obliterated by that, by, by that strike zone. Patino as well. But Matt Harvey had a, a pitch right down central be called a ball. You can't have that, for God's sakes. This is not the minor leagues. This isn't independent ball. This isn't wiffle ball in your backyard. This is major leagues. Get it yeah. right.
0: They're uh, like tenured professors, I guess, free of repercussions <laughs> and so forth. I will say, I mean, framing's gotten so good and the, the way the balls are spinning and moving. But again, if it's a ball, fastball down the middle, whatever it may be, you call that right. a strike. It shouldn't be that hard. Look, all we're asking here is for consistency. If you're going to call if that outside ball, you call it for a strike, do it for everybody. Don't call it a ball one time and a strike another time and then go back and that's all we're asking there. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on mlb and get started today built bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet we've been telling you that for a while now so many different flavors delicious flavors as well plus the occasional limited time flavor we're talking about coconut coconut almond cherry raspberry mint brownie double chocolate peanut butter brownie the list goes on and on there's a little bit of something for everyone. And most of the flavors have around 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just 4 grams sugar, and just 4 grams net carbs. We know you want some for yourself as you look to get in shape for the summer and beyond. So go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKED15, and that'll get you 15% 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals 1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, news broke yesterday from our buddy Mark Topkin that the Tampa Bay Rays... Are increasing capacity at Tropicana Field beginning in June to 20,000. They'll also be relaxing mask requirements in some sections. Uh, Ulysses, what do you think of this move? Is it uh, it one of those things where, okay, it's finally time. The the pandemic seems to be settling down. Other ballparks and uh, sports venues are doing it across the country, and the Rays are following suit with that. I think the only
1: wrinkle that I would have to say is that those other stadiums are open air. Okay. And and so like they have that advantage. Tropicana field maybe should be a little bit more conservative about that because it's indoor always, no matter what, (laughs) you know, that dome is not going anywhere. So I think that that's my only wrinkle with it. You've seen vaccination rates go up. You've seen uh, COVID deaths and, and serious illnesses go down. That's good. That's what we all want. Um, you know, you always would want to I, I think the Dodgers did this actually, a vaccination only zone where like right. if you show your vaccination card You can you can kind of only be with people that have been vaccinated for peace of mind. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, I would probably pick that route. I would be I'm completely okay with showing my vaccination card and say, like, yeah, I want I want to be with the folks around that that have the vaccination uh, card. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, everything is trending the right way. So this makes sense, Um, and that's just good for the country, and that's good for the world, for 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 us to all, you know, move on little by little.
0: So, are you okay with this number, or would you have rather had them okay? Let's move to twelve thousand, then fifteen thousand, then seventeen thousand five hundred, and then work our way to twenty thousand. Or is it also one of those things where, let's be honest, uh, you know, hold your attendance jokes, but it's not very often the Rays are getting to one hundred percent capacity either. I mean, they started
1: with 9,000 and I think they've cracked five times and right. all of them against the New York teams. So I think, yeah, maybe going to 20,000 again, we're, we're race fans. So we're not going to, you know, yeah. knock on the attendance jokes, but uh, 20,000 does seem a little bit like too. you know, if you open it to 20,000 and you still get 7,000 people it's just going to be ridiculous. And, and, right. and that's, and that's, that's an issue. Again, it could also be pros. Yeah. People uh, now feel a little bit more safe. A lot of people that maybe stayed back are not going to stay back and they're going to the drop. Maybe that, that, that's also a reason. And you can, you can also, you know, schools out. So maybe more opportunity for families to go out mm-hmm. there. That's also true. Prices will go down because, you know, uh, supplies a little bit, Bigger, so the, the the press will go down, and and that allows people to go uh to to more games. So I think you know there's pros and cons, but I I I'm just afraid, Kevin, that you open it for twenty thousand and you see still seven thousand people uh, coming in or five thousand people. That would just be demoralizing for an AL reigning champion uh, to, to to do. It, it, that would just suck.
0: Right. I don't disagree with that, but I also like the opportunity that if you feel like you don't have to scrounge around for a ticket, if there's a ticket out there and you feel like you can go get that, you should have that opportunity. Uh, I feel like, again, um, if you're that concerned about COVID and everything, one, go get vaccinated. Uh, Two, don't go to the game. Uh, You can still watch it on the television. So I think anybody that is... Thinking about or wants to go to the game, I think they're certainly comfortable and, and would feel okay with that. I, I'd totally honestly be okay with them opening it to hundred percent capacity at this point. And, and look, we, we know you've gotten to a point where this thing media, find something else to get riled out, up about, because this is something where you go into a grocery store, a gas station, a golf course clubhouse, and outside the door, you see mask required, must have a mask to enter. And then you walk in and all the workers that are, they're not wearing masks. So it's like, okay, I, I, okay, you might be vaccinated, okay, whatever. but right. And I still abide by the rules and everything like that. But I feel like it's getting to a point, you know, if, if places on the West Coast and Northeast are really opening things up, and I know it's um, open air and so forth, that we're getting to a point where uh, things are hopefully uh, going back to normal, which is a well, good thing with it. It's,
1: it's so easy, right? If you want things to go back to normal, just get the shot, man. Like yeah. that 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 alleviates so much worry that I ha- that I have had since March of twenty twenty of oh my this could be serious. Could I gift this to somebody who you know, could really have a tough time dealing right. with, and, and and now that worry is not on me because I got vaccinated. And going to a, a baseball game, which I really, really enjoy, and watching the team that I like and root for, and and clap for, and chant for, uh, now I can do that freely, and I can go with my buddy Kevin Weiss where we he go. wants to, and, and and we can we can do that, and he can you know remember how loud my claps are and how you know loud my chants are. By the way. When we go to a game, I want you to see how dead sometimes race fans are. And I don't know why. Why do you think that is? The trop is just not conducive to to people? Are we just so calm and and comfortable in 72 uh, degrees, uh, just comfortably with nobody next to us with more space so that we don't really get riled up? Because sometimes I'm just like yelling, let's go, and and uh, nobody really, you know, jumps Quite in. Quite frankly,
0: man. I'm one of those guys that does not get riled up. I, I just want to sit down and relax after a long week. I, I don't want to cheer. I don't want to get up and clap. I just want to watch the game and enjoy it. That That's who I am. Maybe it's from my years in the press box where you have to be quiet. It's one of those things. But, uh, yeah, you make a good point there. Again, there's a lot of old people in Florida, a lot of old people in St. Petersburg in the Tampa Bay area. They just want to go, relax, watch a game with their kids and not – Get crazy, and and again, when it's five, six thousand fans showing up, you may not hear all the uh, mm-hmm. rah, rah, rah that uh, you'd be used to with that. You're the one guy. You're you're one of like a dozen people that <laughs> that screams and yells. I, I, I get worried that security is gonna you know escort you out because you get so riled up at times. Well, but- I,
1: I I get PG thirteen. You know, I don't cross yeah. the line. I'm not I'm not obnoxious, but I I just feel like it would be so great for these guys to you know get 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 cheered on and and, and you know let's make fun, baseball fun look you're literally paying money to like uh, do things that you're never supposed to do in the outside when is it okay for a grown man to say blue are you blind uh, when is it okay for a, for a grown man to clap as loud as they can and say, let's go, you know, it, it, all of those things that we can do at the ballpark and then people pay their hard-earned money just to chill. I, I get it. Exactly, I'm, you pay I'm, your money, it. you
0: should be allowed to do what you want. If you want yeah. to cheer, go cheer. If you want to sit and sip on a beer and have some conversation, you can do that as well. It's a free country.
1: I'm, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it, it's odd to me that the percentage of, of chilling is so much more than the percentage of people who want to clap and cheer uh, at Tropicana Field.
0: I'll tell you what, if if it was an outdoor stadium, it'd even be less so because people would be leaving. It's like, oh man, it's 98 degrees. I'm getting out, get of this. Like, out of Let's get the like, hell out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, do you think it was more rowdy and raucous when the Rays had long-term players under contract, a la Evan Longoria and maybe James Shields and Carl Crawford and guys like that, where there was like the, not the hardcore fan, but the casual fan knew a player's name, knew, could name a half dozen players, uh, you know, with, you know, when they go to the game, they they see, they're, they're familiar with these guys, really.
1: Well, I mean, 100% yes, because you can just go back to the attendance. And in those years, 2008 through 2013, the race would kill for those numbers right now. I and mean, the race in 2019, I believe they they ranked 29th and they were around 14,500 people on average. Uh, In 2008, I believe their average was like 18,000, 19,000. So like, yes, it has incredibly decreased. And they were talking about attendance problems in 08. But what the front office would give, what race fans would give to have an 18,000, 19,000 average attendance. And that gets people riled up. Look, you know what games are good to go to Tropicana Field? The Yankee games. Why? Because there are a lot of people there. And that creates, you know, that tension, that feel. But when there's 6,000 people, 5,000 people, I even get a little bit more chill because like, you know, I don't want to be the crazy guy yelling and screaming like nobody wants to be that guy. I want to be that guy when there's another race fan that's doing the same thing and another one over there and we're all kind of participating in this riling up. But if it's just, you know, dead in there. Then, well, yeah, again, maybe it chill. goes back
0: to the uh, the way the game is going. Three true outcomes, not a lot of action. Games yes. being three and a half, three four, three hours, 45 minutes. Uh, it'd be much easier to get riled up if the game was two hours, 15 minutes, and was go, 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 go like a hockey game or whatever it may be. But right. there's uh, you get tired over the course of a game. And quite frankly, <laughs> like yeah, I, I, between you and me and everybody listening, I'd, rather, I'd much rather just stay home, watch a game, put it on my... Uh, large tv and if it's a if it's a blowout i can turn it off and go do something else and i don't have to feel tethered uh because i spent a certain amount of money uh at the gate and parking and so forth with that uh bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Head over to the website or use that mobile device of yours to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, betonline.com your online sportsbook experts. Okay, Ulysses, uh, tonight we have an interesting pitching matchup between Ryan Yarbrough and John Means, so Mm -hmm. lefty-lefty matchup. Um, What are you looking at tonight out of these two? I'm looking
1: at the difference in the Rays lineups against lefties and righties, and it ain't good against lefties. It's like a right. uh, hundred plus, um, OPS down from the, from facing right handers So the Rays have been having a really difficult time against lefties, uh, Also, this is a lefty who hasn't allowed a run in his last 15 innings of work. He's on pace to be a Cy Young. He's pitching like a Cy Young. He's pitching like (laughs) a legend right now. Yeah, so he's got a no-hitter, no runs allowed in the last 15 innings. He's got a 121 ERA, a .71 whip. Oh, and by the way, he's never allowed more than three runs in any outing of his in 2021. So yes, he is pitching himself right into that Cy Young conversation. If you think Tyler Glass now has been really good. Well,
0: John means has been really good as well. John means, uh, his war already is 2.7. So far this season, (laughs) uh, this is a guy that, uh, I mean, all his numbers are absurdly good. Um, but, uh, We know he's known for the the fastball and the changeup primarily, but first pitch strikes, that'll be a big thing tonight. I mean, I think he's one of the baseball's leaders in throwing first pitch strikes. So maybe that's something that the Rays try to attack and take advantage of. And we'll see if uh, Austin Meadows and Brandon Lau and some of the other lefties get in the lineup or if they're even effective against John Means.
1: Well, maybe we see, uh, you know, the, the, the righties break out. You know, I would love to see Mike Brasso. Uh, Breakout because yeah, he struggling. has he is struggling this whole
0: twenty twenty one. He he's might had... need to be uh, sent down to AAA at some point. Let's Look, be Pad- honest. To you.
1: Padlo just got sent down, and 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 Mike Brasso, unfortunately has uh, next man target written on his right. forehead right now. If he if he if he doesn't break out of his slump of his whole season slump, yes, he's had uh, I think two or three game winning hits, and and you take those all day long, but. You know, this is a game of of consistency. And how stable can you be with your production? And he hasn't actually been that stable with his production. So hopefully today he gets to start, and hopefully he he gets to produce. I mean, he, we know that he really likes to hit against the Orioles, and he knows and uh, he knows that. And also at Camden Yards, see, he, he right. I, th- I believe in his rookie year he had a two uh, home run day at Camden Yards. So let's see that happen today against means it's going to be tough. But hopefully the bats break out. But what I'm actually looking forward to the most is Ryan Yarbrough because he's actually going to get the start, not the bulk. He's going to yes. get the start, and I think that's great. You actually pointed this out last week, where could Yarb's future be bulk guy against strong teams and a starter against lowly teams? Well. Mm-hmm maybe we got our answer by having, uh, you know, the bullpen worked so much last night that they said, look, we, we, we don't, we can't afford, you know, an opener for, for YARBS. It's the Baltimore Orioles go get him, Ryan. And hopefully he takes that energy a, right. and, and say, you know what? I am a starter. You can use me as you want to see. You can look at all the numbers. Hopefully that is, is, is going to happen. And, and that's the the most Interesting thing I think we can we can look at tonight on the race side is how will Ryan Yarbrough perform being a starter against a lowly team? Because if the, ref- the results aren't there, Kevin, then you, I think you start to have that conversation yeah. where Ryan Yarbrough becomes a bulk only guy. This is
0: showtime for him. I think this is a very, very critical start for him. And It's funny because you actually look at his numbers on the whole, and I know that the Rays have sort of engineered that with the way they've used them, but they're about in line with what you'd expect from him as far as a 4 0 ERA, one-two-eight whip, 33 strikeouts, and 40 plus innings. But um, look, last couple appearances against the Yankees and angels, three and a third, four innings pitched. You understand that those are more dangerous, heavy lineups, but against the Orioles, it's like, okay, this is a less fearsome team. Let's see if you can go five, five and a third. Let's see how deep you can go against this lineup. And it also might be a thing. I know this is sort of a loser's mentality here, but it's like you're facing John means it, it's hard to get a win. So we, we and we used six pitchers yesterday even if you're getting hit around a little bit, we're going to try to keep you in for as long as possible to save you for that, uh, for maybe the rubber match or whatever it may be in game three.
1: Good point. But another thing is, you know, these players have a, a kind of a, a mental vault of when things went good. And I think that's really important. Guess what? Ryan Yarbrough had a combined perfect game in Camden yards. Right. In 2019. Uh, I, I, I forget right now who opened that game for him maybe it was kittredge maybe it was mckay um but somebody opened the game and then he took the bulk and he had a a perfect game combined until the ninth inning so uh, these guys remember that Uh, hopefully there's a little bit of magic in in yarbs arm in camden yards but um that's the that's the most important thing because kevin again if you can't hack it against the the orioles
0: Mm -hmm.
1: then maybe a bulk-only role is going to be it. And, you know, we can get into a whole uh, other discussion with Yarbrough because, you know, the trade deadline, the Rays have so many arms, arbitration is going to get higher for Ryan Yarbrough. So could Josh Fleming be the next Ryan Yarbrough? And then you ship out Yarbrough for somebody who needs some pitching. Maybe they only see him as a starter, that that next team. Maybe Mm -hmm. that other team sees him only as a reliever. But maybe Yarbrough can get some trade value going if he performs well as a starter, at
0: least against these lowly teams. Look, the Rays didn't want to pay him what he was asking for in arbitration. He wasn't asking for all that much. And when you've got Patino and McClanahan and Fleming in the fold, maybe that does force their hand of... Maybe a package deal of uh, Kiermaier and Yarbrough for something special. Who knows with that? We'll see. Uh, Mm -hmm. That'll be something to watch uh, going forward. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episodes of the Locked on Today podcast and Locked on MLB podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you tomorrow.